You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a three-stripe white belt who trains at Caridian BJJ located in Tampa, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Fitton. Thank you, Lamar. Happy to be your guest. I've, I've enjoyed what you put out so far. Oh, man, I appreciate that feedback. How was your day going so far? Just got in a little workout, so uh, you know I'm gonna hit the mats again tomorrow morning. I, I took a couple of days off. Last two days, uh, I'd really been hitting it hard, getting ready for the comp last week. And um, honestly, I went to class on Monday, and I did like one or two rolls. And I just told the coach, I said, "Hey, I gotta take a little break. You know, I got I I gave it all I had to get ready for that competition, and I just wasn't fully recovered. So took a couple of days off this week. Feeling great today. I'm I'm really I'm starting to jones ford i can't wait to get back uh get back with my my buddies on the mat tomorrow and, and get after it again and get ready for the next one awesome awesome well let's um let's take a few steps back and go ahead and um if you want to formally introduce yourself one more time by all means and uh let's hear about your your jujitsu history sure sure it's 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 uh it goes back a ways you know i'm 48 years old so uh my name is ron fithin i currently live uh south side of tampa florida as you said i train at Caribbean Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, my coach, uh, Alan Habiro, he's uh, a brown belt. We're still under Fabio Noveas. He's got two large schools in Brandon and one in Lakeland. He's a hard, hardcore old school Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy. You know, we're pass and smash. We're, uh, we stick pretty, uh, pretty traditional to like Carlson Gracie style. We have a good vibe. That's my favorite thing about the Caribbean school is, uh, you know, when I was looking for a school, I, I made a list. I'd started this journey. The first time I'd really saw jujitsu was like a lot of people was UFC one. I wasn't even old enough to, to get in a bar at the time, but I knew a friend that told me there was a bar that was going to have it on closed circuit TV. And he thought he could probably just get me in. He knew the guy that owned it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he did. And we walked, walked in. And at that time, it was, a, it was a strange thing because a lot of people were still saying that UFC one was going to be fake. It was going to be pro wrestling. It was a work and things like that. No, no one knew what was going to come on on TV that night. Right. And no one predicted the reaction. So uh, we were watching this little small bar and the pictures going in and out and everything. And I saw it and it, it just looked like magic to me. So, uh, I kind of put it in the back of my mind. There was no one. I was born in Steubenville, Ohio, and there was no one around there doing anything like that. So I, I asked around. I looked and nothing, nothing. Fast forward, I ended up doing a little stint in the military. Got out of the Army, did a little stint in college, ended up police department in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I had a train officer one time say, hey, we got a class coming up. You know, I was in good shape and, and guys knew I worked out and you know, throughout my life, I, I did the typical, you know, taekwondo when I was a kid, the kickboxing, the wrestling, mm-hmm. boxing, you know, all the, the typical path a lot of us have gone down. And he knew that. And he said, uh, there's some some guys coming into town. He said, they're going to do a seminar. They're, they're, it's, a, it's, it's a family. It's the Gracie family. And I was like, I just couldn't. I, was, I said, what? The Gracies are coming? He said, yeah, do you want to go? And I said, yeah. So I signed up. So uh, they came to our training academy and we got to train with them for the day. And that kind of reignited me. But again, it was about 1998. There wasn't a lot going on. 
I was new in the department, moving around a lot of shifts. So uh, it would end up being a while, 2005, before I actually took my first formal jiu-jitsu class in Grove City, which is outside of Columbus, Ohio. And I walked in, and the first guy I met, there was a guy in a locker room with a syringe draining his ear. Mm. And uh, I introduced myself, and he said, hey, how you doing? I'm Matt Brown, mm. who would go on to be number two ranked water welt welterweight in the UFC. And mm -hmm. at that time, he was uh, he was training more Muay Thai, more stand up. But it was a serious school, and I did some time there. And just you know, life kind of can be tough when you're a young patrol officer with shifts and everything. You know, I only did jujitsu like two nights a week. It was hard to make it. I probably did it about you know four or five months, and I got assigned somewhere else, clear across the other side of the city, and just had to let it go for a while. Um. Later on, about 2010, I got back involved in it. I had uh, just retired from the police department. I had a pretty severe neck injury, so I was looking for something to do, and I wanted something physical, and I started in that, and again, I went to school and, and get a couple months in. It's going good. It was school shuts down. Uh. So uh, jiu-jitsu kind of went on the shelf. I just went back to like training with you know the normal stuff. I ended up moving to Florida. Um, I found a Muay Thai school, started doing some Muay Thai, realized, you know, at that age, I'm in my mid forties getting banged around Muay Thai. I, I thought I was probably realistically, you know, maybe risking too much injury for what I was getting back out of it, you know, and, um, I happened to listen to a podcast and there was a guy on her named Greg Anderson and he has a podcast now called Endless Endeavor. And he started talking about that he was going to do a, a three-day jiu-jitsu camp in New Orleans. And he said, for anybody that's ever considered jiu-jitsu, thought about jiu-jitsu, this would be the place to come. He said, we'll show you what jiu-jitsu is. We'll show you what it looks like. You'll know true jiu-jitsu, and then you can go seek out an academy and, and see if it's for you. I'd heard that, and I thought about it, but for some reason, I didn't sign up right away. And at that time, you know, the pandemic had hit. I was traveling for work a lot. I'd gained about 20 some pounds. I, I kind of was headed in a bad place. You know, you know, like a lot of people, I've kind of fought off a lot of depression over the years mm -hmm. and I can feel myself when it kind of starts getting to that, where I start not wanting to do things. Um, you know, I was staying in a hotel for months at a time for work and nothing's open. No gyms are open. You can't, could hardly get a cup of coffee. You know, I was up in Savannah, Georgia and everything was locked down. So I'd kind of gotten back home and my weight had gone up. I, I usually try to stay at that time around like 200, 204. And I got, I went to like 209, then I'm 218. Next thing I know, I'm on vacation with my wife. We're down in Cancun and I'm 223. Oh. And to be honest with you, I was embarrassed, you know, mm -hmm. to be like, you know, and just walk around my wife. My wife's always stayed in like really good shape. She's super fit. And, um, I, I just thought about it. I was like, I have to do something. It's, you know, I'm walking around like a kind of a towel around my stomach. You know, I just didn't want anybody to see me. And uh, I thought about that, that jujitsu camp and I checked my email and just coincidentally, they had sent out an email saying they, they'd had a couple cancellations and there was, there was a couple openings right there in Cancun. I, I was checking on my phone. I ran back to my, uh, our room. I grabbed my laptop and I signed up right there. So uh, that's what started. I went out to New Orleans and I, I didn't know a ton about jujitsu other than the typical like UFC fan type guy mm -hmm. and found out that I had basically hit jujitsu gold 
the guy they brought in to teach the jiu-jitsu portion was ADCC champ Joe Alassis. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had uh, he won the ADCC once. He'd made it in the finals once with Dean Lister and got his ankle broken. Mm-hmm. Went back the next year to meet Dean for the win. So uh, I, I wouldn't have known Joe Alassis if, if he'd come up and slapped me in the face. I, I met him there, and just instantly there was like a connection. He's a prince of a human being. And uh, I'd kind of told him a little bit about my story and we just really connected and we did the three day camp. I I realized that this was something I was going to do. And Joe Al kind of looked at me at the end and he said, Hey man, I'm going to check on you. I'm going to follow up and make sure you did this. I think you really need it. And I think it's going to be good for you. So I'm the type of person, like if somebody puts a little time or energy into me, I don't want to disappoint them. Mm -hmm. So I came back to, to uh, around Tampa, around home. And I started, you know, trying to find an academy. Um, the Muay Thai place I'd went to, they'd kind of had a guy teaching some jujitsu in there, but he was out hurt. So I went to another place. They said, Hey, go here temporarily. You know, we had like a reciprocal agreement with them. They were sending guys for Muay Thai. We we're sending guys for jujitsu. Did that for about two or three months. And, um, they, uh, they kind of said, Hey, this, we're not going to do this anymore. You guys got to literally what they told us. They said, you got to pick a school. You got to pick and you know, I'm a loyal guy. I didn't want to leave the, the place I'd been. So I went back there. And uh, once again, the jiu-jitsu gods kind of smiled on us in the form of a coral belt named uh, Edson Carvalho. He had uh, shut his school down in New Jersey during the pandemic and moved down here to Florida. And one of our Muay Thai guys just happened to meet him at like, a, I think like a church garage sale or something. I'm totally something random and finds out that this guy's a, a legit coral belt direct from Carlson Gracie. So uh, immediately, the uh, the guy that owned the Muay Thai gym pulled him in and had him start teaching jujitsu right away. And I bet. <laughs> he, yeah, and, and uh, he he's fifty six years old now, and he's not lost anything. I mean, he's hardcore, but he's just the warmest, kindest human being. So I started training with him, and uh, I really got into my love of jujitsu and started thinking this is something I can do. Um, you know, uh, Greg Anderson and I talk a lot, you know, about jujitsu and, and one of his favorite things to say is jujitsu is like a relationship, you know, um, you, you can fall in love with it. Sometimes you break up with it. Sometimes you have some bad days with it. Sometimes it breaks your heart. And, and I've had all that. So I was training there and I ended up getting a job with it uh, about an hour away. So it started making it hard to get to class. And I didn't want to give this up because I, I'd had some momentum going. Mm-hmm. So I went and tried a school in Tampa and just the vibe wasn't right. And I was like, man, I, so I made this list and I said, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And it was basically, you know, I want some type of culture. I, I want to train with people that I enjoy, you know, um, sometimes when you're older, you know, I, I could tell when I tried some gyms out there, like, what's this 40 some year old guy. I mean, what's he going to bring to us? You know, like almost like, and you know, some gyms just want guys that are going to be hardcore and compete and some just, you know, they're all over the place. And, mm-hmm. So I wanted some culture. I wanted something that was kind of a traditional, you know, I'm not like uh, at my age, I'm not going to be doing like the 10th planet style or something like that. I don't invert. I don't, you know, spin on my back or anything. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I wanted something that was like health and fitness based, you know, because uh-huh. I keep my momentum, my moods and, and everything going. That had to be part of it as well. And oddly enough, like jujitsu was kind of, they're all real close together, but I thought if I, if I found those other three, the jujitsu would follow. And, uh, 
I just literally, sometimes you have a feeling about something. I tried a school and it was just not the vibe. So I got, I found this other one. I found Caridian and I just literally looked on a website and I told my wife, I said, man, I, I feel like a good vibe. The guy had his bio on there, Alan, the, the coach, you know, he just opened the school up that year. He seemed like really, just really good energy. And, and I said, I'm going to go try this. And I, I said, I have a really good feeling about this place. And it was kind of a little out of the way from what my target area, but I was going to give it a try anyways. And I just went in there and I took one class and he said, Hey, you got a seven day trial. You can come as many times as you want in a week. And I said, take my money, sign, whatever I got to do. Just sign me up. <laughs> right. Just, just sign me up right now. Yeah. I knew I just found the place. And, um, literally that started like a, another chapter of my jujitsu and it really ignited my jujitsu. I feel like, uh, that's where my jujitsu took off. You know, I, I was going, you know, trying to go two days a week before then, but you know, work gets in the way. And then, you know, if you miss a day, now you're only going one day a week. And yeah, I just really, really leaned into it. And I average four days a week. Now, um, I was two Oh five when I started there about five months ago. I'm, I'm about one ninety two right now. Awesome. And best shape I've been in, in years. I feel great. Um, I'm eating a real healthy diet. I, I stumbled upon a couple supplements that ended up helping my recovery because the, you know, you when you're older, one of the first things, you know, I, I was having trouble going two days in a row, and then, you know, I needed that recovery, and and then I was having trouble going three days a week. Well, now I'm going four or five, and and I'm fine. You know, I've totally crested over that 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 mountain to where um, you know, now I can really give it my all and 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 kind of you know see where I can go with this. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. It, 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 it's been great. And, uh, you, you know, like everybody, um, if I have any advice for anybody that, that's starting out, you know, if you, if you go check out a gym and you're like, it's just okay, you know, keep going, you know, I mean, maybe it, check three or four, maybe six or seven, but I think it makes all the difference to really find something that's a fit for your style and where you want to be and you know where you want to take your journey and um it's all got to come together you know it if you're going to make a you know if you're going to be a lifer out of this you've really got to uh you, you got to find a fit for yourself you, you have know, to. I, I talk to a lot of guys that quit and and you know they have a bad experience or you know they don't feel accepted or they feel like oh man all these guys want to do is compete and i don't want to compete or you know and there's somewhere for everybody you just got to look And that, that's what it took for me just to look. Yeah, you, you cut out real bad. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. Jeez, I'm sorry. Um, I was saying there's something for everybody out there. You just got to look. You know, it, 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 it's out there somewhere. There's a school that's a fit for you if you just look. You know, it, it might not be the first, second, or third, but it's out there. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And um, I I've been at my school for the the whole five years um like the whole the whole time i've been training jujitsu and i've i've trained at other schools um well i did a like a, 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 a mma school before i did a um uh i won't say karate school but something of the sort and this was like my main you know the the one and only gym that i've been in that i was like i stepped when i was like as soon as i stepped in and i met the coach or our instructor and i met the other uh practitioners there man i literally felt right at home 
and like yeah you feel it yeah and i can't i can't even i don't i don't i can't even say when it exactly happened but like i had to be like i don't know maybe like two weeks in and we were just like everybody was close everybody was already close to begin with and now we're just like this big family like i still talk to people who joined the gym for a stand of time and you know they don't train no more we still all communicate with each other on the daily yeah we've got like this whatsapp chat uh-huh and it's it's lit man i mean all day you know like everybody's on there and and you know i told my wife the other day i, I posted something to instagram the first 12 people to like and comment all jujitsu people you know like you just <laughs> post you know and you know just it, it really does you know and and i make a joke every time a new student come in i'm like hey uh this is a call you know that right like this is a call you know and everybody laughs you know it's funny but it it, it you really just become immersed in in the culture of jujitsu and um I, I think you mentioned on one of your other podcasts that you really don't see anybody that's involved in this to just not live in the lifestyle. You know, it, it, it just kind of pulls you right in. Yeah. Like you, yeah, it just, it just engulfs you once you like, once you really, really start training jujitsu. Yeah. It, it, it does. It consumes your whole entire life. Like, yeah. I, like I, I got, um, like for example, uh, my instructor, he, he got his black belt under master Joe Moera. And, um, during his, uh, during his black belt test, during my instructor's black belt test, um, you know, I was there, I helped him during the test and everything else. And he gave me this shirt that master Joe Moera was, I think he was doing like his instructors, instructional DVDs, um, before this was like, before like, um, YouTube and all this other stuff, we had to like still buy DVDs to like learn stuff. And it's a shirt that no one has anymore and he gave it to me so i i have that framed i have wow. um yeah i got so many like jujitsu shirts and hoodies and whatever else i can think of that i if i can incorporate into jit like jujitsu i want it you know yeah so it it, it definitely it, it is only gonna get worse from here <laughs> but, yeah but, you're a lifer right i consider like a purple belt and beyond's a lifer that's what i, I call lifers you know and I, oh yeah I, I can't wait to get there i i know i'm a lifer now i'm, just, I'm a white belt lifer I, I there's just no way i'd ever quit but um i can't imagine you know what you've experienced you know when you get clear up to where you are and and i know it only gets better you know and, and um you know, white belt can be a rough ride, you know. Um, I, I just feel like, like I said, in the last maybe five months, I've kind of come into, you know, having some kind of understanding of what this is and how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that, you know, so, so far to go, but um, it just gets better. You know, it the more you understand it, the more you accept it, the more you immerse into it. It, it, it really is one of those things, you know. Um, I'm kind of a guy. I'm impatient. Um, like you said, I, I have like ADHD issues. I want to hack everything. I want to do it right now. I have no patience whatsoever for uh-huh. anything. And you can't hack this. I tried. It didn't work. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> it, there's just no hacks to this. There's no fast track. There's nothing you can do other than put in work and mat time. And, um, you know, uh, I noticed another thing like, uh, 
have guys ask me like, what can, you know, what'd you think you did to get better? Or, you know what? And I said, well, one thing, your fitness, you got to bring your fitness along too. like your jujitsu will get so much better if you can drag your fitness with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was 220 pounds and, and trying to, you know, go from side control to mount or, you know, it, it, it I mean, it wasn't like the, uh, the prettiest movement you probably would ever see, but you know, now that I'm down like 30 pounds. Now I feel like I'm moving, you know, now I feel like I can do the things I want to do with my body that I couldn't do before. And I've got my cardio up. I worked really hard on my cardio this year. Yes. And I set a goal. I set a goal for myself at the beginning of the year. Um, I had done Greg Anderson's Endless Endeavor podcast in January, and he kind of was encouraging everybody to do a goal sheet and put it on Facebook. That way, you know, if you put anything you put on Facebook, it comes back to haunt you one way or the other, yeah. either good or bad. Yeah. So he said, uh, you know, it, I think everybody should put their, their list for the year on Facebook. So I put mine on there that I wanted to take my fitness to another level and also put on there that I wanted to get a blue belt by the end of the year, you know. So I put it out there. So I've really worked hard to achieve those goals for this year and uh, kind of gave it all I had. So, you know, I'm really happy with where I'm at. You know, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, I, I'm a piece. I've done all I can. You know, I, I, I trained, trained my ass off for this tournament and I went out and, and did well. And, I, you know, got my first gold medal and uh, I was really happy for my coach. It was our first uh, it was his first tournament under the new, you know, under his new gym, mm-hmm. new academy. And the first one he had, he had fully coached and, uh, he did a wonderful job coaching me. I was never in trouble. Um, he's got a laid back style. He's not going to like a scream in your face guy. You know, he would just tell me when I was getting a little out of position, if I got a little high, if I got a little this, he'd tell me, Hey, the mounts go to mount, you go to mount side control mount, you know, uh, we, we were just, and there, the other guy had like 20 some people watching him and cheering for him. His wife had brought like everybody from her work and stuff. And, and he said, could you hear me? Cause they were so loud. He said, it was like a UFC fight with them there. And I said, I could only hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, really? And we were like that connected. And that's what you get from training with somebody. You know, he's a guy at his Academy. Um, when, when we're rolling, he's not over there on his phone or he's not looking out the window. He's watching his students. He knows your game. You know, you get really personally connected with him. He's become a great friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that made all the difference, you know, in the competition, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely, it definitely pays to have not only, not only just a, a very, very, um, strong and you're like connected with your coach, but also like, you know, your, your training partners as well. Cause, um, you know, I got my instructor who I love dearly, love him like a brother. And, and it's like, even, you know, even to this day, there's, there's still so much that he has to teach me. And I'm like, you know, really realizing that now, cause, uh, we had a role just a friendly role uh a couple days ago and it's kind of like okay we know each other's game like we kind of know what to expect from each other because like hey you know i learned it from him and so on and so forth but it was just like his ability to like still be able to shut it down and and it's like and it just amazes me like man like why am i still like i still have these like this little same little small issues or whatever but you know, it was like, okay, this is what, this is what you're doing wrong. Let's fix it. So we rolled, I think we did maybe like a three, four minute roll or give or take a couple of times. And then like the rest of like the hour, we were just breaking down every single mistake that I was making. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, (laughs) it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's in, you know, like me being a brown belt, I'm like, 
you know, close to being black. And I'm like, man, there's, it's like, man, I still feel like there's a lot of stuff that I still need to learn. And one thing I can, I can definitely say about my instructor and, you know, my training partners, especially uh, one guy in particular, his name is Brian. Um, Like we're always itching to learn something else. We learn, you know, we're always constantly evolving and we're always helping each other evolve. Cause there's, there's always one, there's always moments where it's like, okay, I seen something different than what you've seen and vice versa. So we're going to help each other out. We're going to help each other grow. We're going to build each other. And we're just going to, you know, make the most out of jujitsu. Yeah. And, and jujitsu is one of those weird things. Like you can't do it yourself. Yeah. You can't. You've can. got to have amazing people around you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you don't, you know, you're, you can't be selfish. And my training partners were awesome leading up to this competition. Um, I turned it up really hard on some of them, you know, and not one guy complained. Um, I got to the point where, you know, I wanted to get my cardio to a point where uh, most of the guys are in their twenties and thirties where I train. I, we've got some older guys, but the, the majority of the guys are in that, you know, 20, 30 year age bracket. And after our rolls, some of them were laying on their backs, you know, taking the next roll off. And, and I knew I was okay. Now yeah. I got my cardio. I'm wearing these young guys out. <laughs> yeah. I'm where I need to be. And all of them were like super cool about it. You know, I mean, I was going all out and they knew why. And they, they hung right in there with me. Um, some of them let me work positions. You know, we had a really big guy that uh, the week of the competition, he and I were training. And I said, hey, man, I, I want you to mount me. And, and then, I, you know, we, we just did positional stuff. And I said, I want you to go hard. I want you to, you know, because – I wanted to uh, experience, you know, heavier weight, you know, and and then it paid off in the competition because I ended up in the match with the guy that's so much heavier than me. And when I had him mounted and he started bucking me and everything, you know, I'd been there already that week. So I didn't panic. And, um, you know, I was used to dealing with the extra size and the strength and my jujitsu game. I'd felt really good about it going into that that match. I, I knew I'd come a long way, but, but that was validation because, you know, prior to that, you know, I, I kind of probably had the typical, you know, you start out, you use a lot of strength, you use a lot of, you know, you don't have a, a lot of tools in your jujitsu toolbox yet. So, mm-hmm. but um, I got into that match and as, as soon as I started hand fighting with the guy, I realized he was a lot stronger than me and he was trying to get me to lock up and, you know, wanted to grab collars and wrestle and stuff. And I was like, we're not playing that game. Um, I'm going to see if this jujitsu thing works. <laughs> and, and my coach afterwards, he was so proud. He said, he's like, Ron, you, you used all jujitsu, you know, and, and, you know, that's what I wanted to see. I, he wanted to see that evolution from me, from being the guy that, you know, was just going to try to pin somebody down inside control to now. Okay. You know, I can handle a bigger, stronger guy. I can survive a, you know, the storm, you know, like uh, those big guys explode on you, you know, they're, they're, throwing those big upas up and, you know, and just, you know, and that's, that's the basis of jujitsu. If you can use your, use your art to survive that. Yeah. And, um, just, you know, kind of like taking a little backtrack on what you were saying about, uh, you know, your fitness and everything else. And, um, so, um, I mentioned this before in, um, like the earlier episodes, you know, I was like, when I was still a purple belt, I was, you know, real going through a bad, bad time you know in my marriage and emotionally and mentally and everything else i um i had just made it a point to you know take jujitsu a lot more serious than i have been i was you know on serious on a serious level i probably was doing like a six 
I was like, you know, at this point, I need to just kick it up to like a 12 and just grind my ass off doing jujitsu. And by the time I got to, yeah, so like by the time I got to brown belt, um, I dropped about 20 something pounds. Uh, yeah, I went from like 247 to, yeah, no, 247 to like 217. Wow. So, yeah. And you can feel it. Right? You can feel it. Oh man! So like one of the like by the time we got got closer to um my brown belt test, I was kicking it up even more. So I was rolling a lot more, and I'm yeah. So I just started to notice like okay, I'm outlasting the younger guys. I'm like it's not. Be- I mean, because obviously I'm not. I'm not struggling, you know, because I know what I'm doing. I can keep myself calm and everything else. But even back then, even as purple. I was still having those moments where it was like I was still gassed and I was still winded and everything else. But like now, man, my goodness, I can do a good two five minute rounds and be be ready to do another one. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, once I dropped that weight and I, and I dropped it the right way this time, because the last time when I got down to this size, I felt like I was I don't know. I, I felt smaller and I didn't feel as healthy. But when I gained the weight and but I lost it the way that I did this time, I feel a whole lot better. And yeah, yeah jujitsu just like went just gotten crazier than you know since then. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. And and a lot of guys kind of want to fight that. And I've had guys in my own gym ask me, like, you know, what do you you know, geez, I'm just gas and I'm gas, I'm gas. And and I said, Hey, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm just gonna tell you because I've been there, you you gotta drop the weight, you know. I, I, I don't know another way, but, you know, if, if you got, if you're carrying around 20, 30 pounds that you shouldn't be, you're not going to be able to go out and do a six minute high energy round. You're just not. No. And, and you're never going to see your jujitsu potential because two and a half minutes into it, you're sucking air. And now you got a guy, you know, spinning around on you doing whatever he wants. And you think you got a jujitsu problem. You, you really got a cardio problem. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, cardio turns us all into cowards. Yeah. You know, um, we've got a, you know, we had a, we had a, uh, we've got a Carlos, uh, well, we got a black belt that comes in on Saturday mornings and he got his black belt under, uh, Half Gracie, but he got his, uh, he, he, he got his third degree un- under, uh, Carlos Machado. He's trained a lot with both and he's a stud, you know, just diesel in great shape. And, and he, he told guys the same thing last week. He said, guys, I'm not as good when I'm tired either. You know, none of us are. He said, I get certain things. If you see me doing a, B or C, that's because I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, if I'm, if I'm not moving or holding on, if I'm holding on to somebody or I'm doing this, you know, we all get tired and we get tired, you know, or our, our jujitsu diminishes. It just does. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I encourage everybody that, you know, I know it's all hard work, but you know, if you really want to see how far you can take this, you got to bring that cardio in line. You got to bring your fitness in line. And and once you do, I think that's where the magic starts, you know. Yeah, I I totally agree. And um and one uh key thing I always tell people um you know all underbills that that train at our school because they'll watch like me and my instructor or me or uh Brian will roll and you know we'll do our three four minute roll, but we're still like you know we're still we may be like you know like panting a little bit, but we're not like sucking air. And then they're like, dude, like, how, how are y'all guys doing this? Like, you know, y'all not even tired. I'm like, cause we slow, we have, we can slow, we slow down. Like that's the main, 
issue that I see with um you know with people um I can't say for every school but especially at our school then like the newer guys they just want to be quick and strong and fast and it's like yeah I'm not chasing you yeah I'm not about to do this for no three four five minutes it's like yeah maybe a few months ago I probably would have attempted it but now no I am not chasing you <laughs> like no yeah. we're we're gonna go at my pace <laughs> like I'm gonna yeah. set the tone for this if you like it or not <laughs> so absolutely absolutely but yeah so hey, I, hey. I can do a good five ten like we i rode with uh, one of our white belts strong young guy very very ambitious and very very strong and we did like a maybe like a four or five in a row and i just held on for the ride like every move he made i made you know i was just like a little just, bit ahead of him but i was letting i was making him work and by the time he got done i was sitting there like all right you done he's like man I just I just, I can't, I just, I'm like, gotta slow down, bro. And I was ready to roll again, but yeah, yeah. And you know, when I was training for this competition, I I just kept uh, kind of focusing in on on the the cardio and thinking that I told myself two things: one, there'd be some adversity that was going to come in this competition that there it would be impossible for me to see coming. You can't forecast who your opponent is, you know what their style is. So, so there's going to be a surprise, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't. So, um, that surprise come in the form of a guy that was, you know, there was another guy that dropped out that week, I guess, you know, the, the competition was originally scheduled and the hurricane delayed it a month. So some guy got his blue belt that I was going to be paired up against and, you know, he's not going to be in a white belt comp anymore. So he drops out. Well, then I have to go up to heavyweight. So here comes the adversity. I didn't see coming now. Now I'm giving up 20 some pounds and I thought in my bracket and size range that I would get, I would carry the strength advantage. Well, guess what? That's gone now. That's out the window. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I told myself was that I wasn't going to give up one single position. I, I, I was going to fight for every position. Like that was the match. And, um, and the first fight twice, you know, I, I kind of got bucked off a little bit and I, I, countered and swept the guy and actually scored points I, I didn't get scored on in either match and that was because i just refused to give up that position because i'd already been telling myself that for like three months that 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 scenario would play out there would be a scramble there would be you know a, a huge upa there'd be something like that that it would take everything i had and it would just be I, I just wanted it more you know when i go back and look at the video i can see like um there were just times I just wanted it more, you know, I, I was just more ready and I trained for it. And when it happened, I was, I, 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 I saw it in my mind so many times. I just, it, it was easy to handle, you know, and, and I trained so hard that, you know, you're training right when you get in the match and I, the next day I, I got out of bed at like 20 to six in the morning. I felt great. Nice. You know, I'd put in. So. So I guess, um, what, so what got you wanting to uh, compete? You know, I, I've never been a, like an ultra competitive guy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never thought I'd be a guy that was really interested in competing. But um, I really look at it now. I just look at it like I compete against myself. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't see that, you know, I, I beat somebody or I, I, I just see a progression through my goals and my jujitsu development. And, and what I really wanted to see, I wanted to see where my jujitsu, where it lied. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Where am I in this? You can train in the gym 
you know, and that that's great. But when you get in a competition, it's it's more of a street fight pace. And when you got another guy and and you know his training partners are watching, his coach is watching. You know, they go at it like crazy. You're going to get their best shot. There, there's no chumps in, in these competitions. You know, Not this guy come from from a Gracie Baja school. Um, it's a big, known as a big competition school here in Florida. Florida is, you know, they're they're jujitsu killers all over Florida. Mm -hmm. um, Lyo Machida had a team at that competition. Um, Jacare Souza had a team at the competition. Um, Atos from Lauderdale brought up a team. You know, th this this was. Uh, you know, very, very stiff competition. And it just got down to the point. I wanted to see how I matched up against that. Yeah. I, I wanted to see what my jujitsu looked like out there on the mats where, Hey, it's, you know, the, the, there's all these, these little silly sayings, but they're really true. The mats don't lie. You know, um, when it's just you against another guy and, and all you got on is, you know, your gi, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see who's better and, and you're going to come away from that knowing your strengths, your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I saw some things that I, I, you know, that I want to work on, of course, you know, I mean, I'm a white belt, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not fooling myself, you know, I'm in a white belt bracket, you know, so neither one of us were out there, you know, uh, looking like Gordon Ryan or anything, you know, I like have, we, we're both learning, we're both find. in our journey, but I, I just want a better idea where that, that was at the current time and, and kind of what it looked like just so I can be the best version of myself going forward. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with that. And that's kind of, that's kind of like one of the, um, one of the reasons why I decided to, um, compete, well, start taking competing more serious is because of which, like, you know, I, all I did was train. I necessarily didn't, um, you know, I didn't compete. I was always kind of like, I'm not gonna say necessarily against it, um i just was like i just didn't prefer it i was like eh, it is what it is i don't care to compete whatever you know not knocking it but just didn't want to do it so but i was like eh, it's been on my mind since like like since i, I think like the being the purple belt I was like you know what i'm it's starting to like get to me like man maybe you should at least try it so fast forward um me and um me and uh my brother brian was talking about doing a tournament and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. I'm gonna do it. Signed up for that when um I when I competed, I was it was ultra heavy, so I was like, yeah, so masters uh, ultra heavy. And yeah, not doing that again. <laughs> I mean I've told this story yeah. like a million times, but yeah, just long story short, not doing that again. So but yeah, after um after that first competition, I was kinda like, dang. I I didn't I didn't do that good. Um, I did. I you know I got submitted to uh, both uh, both uh, matches, but it just made me like think like, okay, we got to do this again. Like we have to do this again. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if it's like just one of me is me trying to prove something, or I, this is that I just got bit by the competitive side. But like, I want to do this again, and I've been looking at a lot of tournaments that's coming uh in my area next year so is it gonna be very I, I, interesting to, uh to see how this works out i, I highly recommend that jiu-jitsu world league mm -hmm. it was so professionally well run you know they treated us so so you know much with respect and you know and, and like they really appreciated us being there and you know 
I mean, you talk about not sure you want to do it. I wasn't sure I want to do it when I was walking to the mat for my match, you know, like, it, you know, you got, <laughs> you got all kind of feelings that go through, you know, I mean, you get nervous and that's part of it. I think there's a lot of growth there, uh-huh. you know, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not like one of these guys that I'm like some competition beast that I'm like telling you, like, man, I wish there was a comp tomorrow. I don't, I'm glad there's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do another one in February, and I'll be ready for it, and I'll be there. But I'll still be a little, you know, uh, a little apprehensive, and hope I, you know, and I'll do everything I can. And 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 I, I was confident going in, but you know, there was also a part of me that, you know, I, it, it's such an unknown because you know you think like, you know, we all get to know our training partners, and maybe I'm not as good as I think. Maybe you know I'm just on to these guys. Maybe some of these guys are taking a little easy on me because I'm a little older. You know. Mm-hmm. All kind of crazy stuff runs through your mind. Yeah. So that's just natural, but I do encourage anybody that, that wants to, you know, really immerse themselves in the, the entire experience, because like I said, the, the pace, I always keep in mind, I say, you know, like I, I used to tell guys like, Hey, I train for life. I, I, I don't really train for, you know, I, 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 Dana White's not calling, you know, I'm 48 years old. I'm not going to the ADCC, you know, n- none of those things are happening for me in my lifetime. So I'm really just training to benefit my own life. And, uh, but with that said, I, I do think there's a lot of value in getting into something where that pace is, is so much different than your, your academy, you know, than the regular mat time that people are used to, you know? Yeah. And, and I do think it was worth it just for the growth and the experience, you know, I mean, you know, that, that alone was just made, made the, the, all the effort and time you put into it just seem like, wow, this was really worth it. And I do have a better understanding of my strengths and weaknesses and what I'm doing right and what I need to fix. And it, it was just a really overall positive experience the bonding you do with your teammates and your coach. Um, we had another, uh, another one of my training partners, he ended up with, with, uh, he was in a real tough blue belt bracket and he overcame some adversity, had to battle through some monsters and then, you know, he come, come away with a third place medal and he, you know, he really fought hard for it and you know, I was proud of him. And, and it was nice to see that our jujitsu travels outside of our Academy mm-hmm. and we can pull up play with, with other guys and, 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 and be proud of it, you know, let you know, you're on the right track, you know, like, Hey, you know, Caribbean Brazilian jujitsu can go compete, you know, with anybody in the state of Florida and, and we're not, we're not going to be embarrassed, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't think that would be the case, but the validation sure is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. But, um, I think it was like when it was with me, um, when I was, uh, competing or when I did that one tournament, I, I didn't know what to expect. Cause like, yeah, I never really rode outside of my school. I, um, so I went in, I was like, okay. I, I well one one thing I did do I did I did go into the mindset of uh comp- like rolling a lot because it was supposed to be like a ten man bracket, but um with people dropping out so they had to like split us up even like even more so I only ended up doing like the best two out of three with the uh yeah the best two out of three match, but yeah. I don't know for some odd reason like I thought I was gonna be nervous I was you know I was a little anxious when I got there at first but I I guess after watching like the tournament go on and by the time i threw my gi on i was i was pretty cool oh that's awesome i wasn't yeah. I, I was more relaxed than i thought i was going to be but yeah i was very very cool oh that's great yeah i you know it 
you almost get a little bit of a sense of calm, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you said, you watch other guys and, and, you know, you, they're coming in and off the mats and you're seeing, you kind of get excited. And I, I felt that a little bit. And, uh, I'll I tell you the truth. I, I, I put more pressure on myself because I didn't want to disappoint my coach, you know, cause I knew he'd put a lot into me mm-hmm. and I knew it was our first comp. So, you know, I put pressure on me more, you know, because I, I really wanted to, to do a good job for him. And, and that was where most of my pressure came from. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it's one of those strange things that you just kind of got to do it to experience it. And um, the, the one thing uh, I hope for the next one, you know, I I went up to heavyweight and I went down an age bracket, you know, so I, I would really like to, to to do it in my own age and weight range next time, to be honest with you, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to watch the sign-ups. So I'm really hoping to, to not have to go do that again. I mean, it, it's uh, – it's stressful enough, but you know, when you're, when you're giving up 20 some pounds, the, the margin for error is so small, you know, like you yeah. make a mistake that much bigger, you know, and it's kind of like, wow, but that's jujitsu too. You know, I mean, jujitsu has to, has to be able to flex and, and, you know, so in, in that regard, that's probably good as well. You know, um, I, I was never like a guy that thought that it would only work against guys my size or smaller. I know that's not, you know, the intent, but, you know, I guess it was more validation. But but with that said, I, I would really like to compete against some guys my own age and weight range next time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, yeah, so I've been, um, yeah, I've been training, training like crazy for uh, this this one. And, um, yeah, I think it's January. Uh, January 7th is uh, Grappling Industries in here. And um, it's in Wayne, Michigan. So, yeah. Uh, I've been really, really trying to get my mind wrapped around that. Um, I don't know how they're doing the weight brackets as of right now, but I'm trying to get comfortably down to like, ugh, I'm down to 217. No, I'm back up to like 220 now. Um, I was thinking about 207, 208. Oh, wow. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> But because it'd be the smallest I've been in a long time. I can't remember the last time I've been that low in the low 200s. But, yeah, I definitely want to get in more of a competitive shape. I, um, And just I don't know, man, just try to, I guess, squeeze as much jujitsu out as I possibly can on the competing, like the comp- the competing side, the teaching side and the learning side. Yeah. Do, do you have any like any goal in mind with, with doing this or you, you know, obviously you're close to getting your black belt. You know, I, I mean, you know, I know everybody says, Hey, don't talk about belts, but we all talk about belts. We all hope that, you know, we show, you know, display our skills and, and, and show our coaches and teammates where we are, that that helps. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of guys at that Brown belt level like to, to do a couple comps to kind of shove them over the, the black belt hump, you know? Um, Honestly, one of the main reasons why I wanted to um, start competing is because um, with me, yeah, with me being a, you know, so close to black belt and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, what's what would be next in that in this journey? Not just with learning, because obviously you can always still learn. But the uh, I've gotten to the mindset of, of wanting to open my own school. Oh, wow. And yeah, so. I've been talking to my instructor about that a lot. Um, he's been helping me be a lot more observant of a lot of things going on 
in like the jujitsu community um and i just want something to i guess to show that i and i know what i'm doing because you just can't just walk up to someone and be like yeah i, I do jujitsu and they're gonna know what you're talking about yeah so <laughs> and it's like it's not it's not like i can't just demonstrate in the streets either so i figured yeah. if i can get comp you know com like me like competitions or you know video of me and prove my merit and stuff like that it just be a little bit more easier on me to when I decide to like finally open up a school. Yeah, that's that's you're you're 100 percent on on point. I thought the same thing. My biggest hope in jujitsu is I hope someday I have the opportunity to give something back to jujitsu. Uh, my coach just asked me to start in January to come in and help with the kids' class a little bit. You know, um, start out on a low level, kind of being you know the uki for him, and and so he can demonstrate the techniques. But I'm really happy to do that and excited to do it. Um, jiu-jitsu has brought so much to my life uh, i'm thankful all the time for those that have shared this with me um it, it's it's what it's probably the most wonderful gift anyone's ever given me and um i tell greg anderson all you know every every chance i get that you know uh, for the rest of my life i'll, I'll want to repay him in some way and i know what he always says just just pay it forward that's that's what we do that's how we we just pass the art on and that's how it keeps going you know if I was telling my wife the other day, I said, uh, I said, yeah, I want to start helping these kids and, you know, I'll be gone. Well, you know, she's really, I mean, you need support in this. I, I, I hit the wife lottery. She's never once said a word about me being gone or doing this. She, she knows it's good for me. She's supportive. But I told her, I said, I'm going to go in a little earlier to help out with the kids. And I said, you know, it means a lot to me to, to, to try to, to pay back the community a little bit. And I said, you know, it, if we all just didn't pay back the community, the art would die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've all got to do our own little part, big or small. You know, I'm never going to be a guy that, that coaches anybody to the UFC or, you know, to, to any kind of world title or anything. But if I can make a difference for somebody and just spark their love for jiu-jitsu, I'll, I'll really be happy with that. Man, and I'm going to give you the best advice I can ever give you. With the fact that, because you said that your instructor wants you to help, you know, teach the kids class and be the uki, that is what I've been since Blue Belt. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I've, you know, I started helping with the kids class, um, and everything else. And then it became to the point where I became the Uki and, you know, and then, you know, in, in between all that I became an assistant instructor. And personally, I can, I can honestly say teaching the kids class, it, it brought so much more to me actually learning jujitsu myself because with when it comes to teaching kids you can't necessarily throw a lot of techniques at them you know you yeah. just you, you can't do five or six techniques with kids because they're not even gonna remember the first one so you probably do maybe one or two but gotcha. the way i teach you know we'll if i'm like for example if i'm if we're going over an arm bar or 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 whatever i'm breaking that arm bar down to simple you know as simple as possible for a kid can learn it and in turn, it makes me realize a lot of stuff that can be done during this simple armbar technique that I'm teaching these kids. And then when I take it back to like the adult class, there's a lot more detail and a lot more stuff opens up just just by doing just by doing that. Yeah. And, you know, that's another reason, like the work is never done here, because oddly enough, um, two weeks before this comp, one of the guys I train with a lot. Uh, he mentioned to me, he said, Ron, your arm bar has gotten kind of sloppy. You used to really hit it on me hard. And, and he said, I used to hate when you did it to me because you did it so good. He said, but you've gotten sloppy. And, and he said, uh, 
you know, you got that comp coming up. I think you're going to want to work on that. And he said, I'll stay after class, you know, with you and work on it if you'd like. And uh, I said, okay, great. So we had a, a, one of the favorite things about our coach Allen is the guy doesn't have an ego. He brings in other coaches, uh, he, anything that can enrich our jujitsu. If he can't be there, he, he has somebody else come in. And we had a, a guest instructor that night named Chris, another brown belt. And he's from, you know, like basically the other school, uh, you know, Fabio Novaeus, where uh, my coach still still trains. He's still trained to get his black belt. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Chris came in and Chris is a smaller guy. So he'll tell you smaller guys are super technical, you know, because he, he doesn't have the strength to fall back on or the size. So Chris literally stayed and he and Charlie stayed, you know, 30 minutes after class and helped me tighten my armbar back up. And I can see the benefit of what you're saying that, you know, I just kind of forgot a couple little details because, you know, that's jujitsu, you know, you, there, there's so many steps to things and people look at an arm bar, but they don't really think all that goes into that to make it really solid, you know? Yeah. And I can see the value in that. And we tuned mine up and, and, you know, I won my first match with an arm bar that day. So it was definitely worth the, the instruction. It wasn't for those guys sharing that with me and their extra time. And, and that's just, another part of jiu-jitsu i really love that people will do that they'll say hey it's it's a friday night and you know i could be at the bar i could be home with my wife but i'm gonna stay here and work arm bars with you for 30 minutes i mean charlie who wants to be arm barred for this guy laid there and let me arm bar for like 25 minutes straight you know like, <laughs> that's not fun for anyone you know yeah but hey that's that's the best way to that's the best way to learn to me because with me being the uki um every you know every class or a good ninety percent of the, like not ninety percent of the class uh time, but yeah, it definitely taught me a lot about myself when it comes to I'm not gonna say like necessarily pain tolerance, but that threshold that I can take. Okay, like I have X amount of time to work before this someone you know they say cinching is uh Americana or they cinch in this choke or whatever whatever the the the, the submission is I can counter it. Or it gives me self. It, well, it helped me slow down, and it also helped me be able to figure out my timing and everything when it comes to, yeah, rolling and surviving techniques. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm still learning as a white belt. Like, what level of trouble am I in? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, do I, do I can I change a little position? Can I adjust? Can I get out of this? Or you know, and, and there, there's a lot to learn as far as that goes. You know, sometimes. Um, you know, you see guys that are in a choke, you think there's no way they're getting out of this and they just make a small adjustment, create a little space. And next thing you know, they pop out. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And my game certainly isn't on that level yet, but I, I, I'm, I'm at least getting to the point where I understand that that's out there. You know, like those little adjustments are so huge Yeah, and, and it, they just come with time and mat time. And, and, you know, um, that's why I said, it. this just seems to get better and better. You know, I, I kind of thought when I started, I was like, man, I hope I can, Maybe I'll do two years of this or something and see what, you know, and kind of like I did with other martial arts. I I do a little, do it for a few years and just move on to something else. But this has just gotten better and better. There's no way I'd ever willingly leave, you know. I mean, Father Time's undefeated, but that's going to be the only uh, only opponent I lose to as far as jiu-jitsu goes. You know, I'm going to stick in until as long as I can. Yeah, definitely. And yeah <laughs> that's that's definitely the talks of a lifer man i'm that same way um i'm i'm gonna do this into the you know to the bitter end and i'm still gonna fight fight after so 
as long as there's, as long as there's breath in my body, man, I'm I'm going to be doing jujitsu. They they say uh, Master Elio was uh, 95 years old and on the mats the week he died. You know, so uh, one can only hope to be that lucky. Yes, definitely, definitely. But um, man, if you got any questions for me, um, if you got any tournaments or anything coming up, if you want to shout out your school, by all means, you know the floor is still yours. You know, um, I would just really like to uh to to thank everybody that's got me on this journey, and I, I'd like to tell anybody that if you're thinking about trying jujitsu, stop thinking about it. Go 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 tomorrow. Go to an academy. Um, there's something for you out there. There's different paths. Um, the guns and geese program, they're doing that like five or six years or five or six times a year. Now they do it in Louisiana and they do it in uh, the Pacific Northwest and Washington. It's a great introductory to jujitsu. Um, um, Greg Anderson is very honest about jujitsu, which I think helps, you know, like a lot of people, you know, they're excited about jujitsu and they make it kind of sound like it's just this, you know, it's really perfect and, and it's wonderful and it's all those things, but, you know, it's hard too, and, and it's hard for everyone. And I, I actually talked to a friend in the start last week and I told him, I said, Hey, I don't know that you're going to love it the first night, but I know if you keep going back and if you, you know, we always say, give it 90 days. If you give it some time, you know, the love just develops and, and you'll see the value in it. You know, oh, yeah. sometimes you got to be patient with it. And, um, I encourage everybody to find a good school and a good coach. Like I did, um, if anybody's around the Tampa area, you know, we're, we're over by, uh, you know, on the Brandon side of Tampa. Um, we're easy to find. We're seven days a week. We're in there on weekends. We're in there on nights. We're in there on mornings. And and I think that helps people too, you know. Uh, you got Everybody needs some flexibility to get their mat time in. Um, if your guy's doing two days a week, try to bump it up to three, you know, and go to four. I mean, that really helped me. And, you know, I just appreciate hearing from from the higher belts like you the encouragement and that's so crucial i think to guys like me you know to say hey this was my journey and that's why i love what you're doing here and everybody telling their story and you know we're just all normal guys that just discovered this magic and fell in love with it you know and there's nothing special about me you know i wasn't some superstar stud athlete or anything i was an average guy and and i just decided to to give this my all and and it's paid back much more than i put into it you know it's just been a wonderful experience and i'm grateful for it and grateful for the the friendships i've made and all the various i, I mean there's probably not a state in a nation where i i'm only a white belt you know it'll be two years in march and i've just made so many so many friends like i couldn't imagine the stories you've got and the relationships and friendships you've made you know mm -hmm. uh, um I, I don't know anything and, and i told my friend i don't know any time commitment you could make that would pay back the dividends this does and just emotionally, spiritually, philosophically, you know, every, every possible way it, it, it just returns benefits. Definitely. And, uh, I, I'm just very fortunate to have found it. Yeah. And yeah, so I, you know, I do appreciate your words about the podcast as well. Cause that was, you know, that was like the main thing. Cause I, I don't, I, you know, besides the people that I, I train with, I don't usually talk to no one about jujitsu because no one understands it but me. Yeah. So, so, you know, just it's been rattling my brain on how to figure out ways to like, you know, talk about jujitsu more often. So when I started, you know, when I got the idea to do the podcast and just the reception of loan of like everyone that I've interviewed and met 
just by doing this has been nothing but you know short of amazing you know um from the stories because you know obviously i have a lot of episodes that haven't been posted yet but hearing these other people's stories and you know just hearing people who necessarily didn't want to be on the podcast but they messaged me and just kind of gave me like a quick synopsis of their jujitsu story it's been great man it's just been a great experience oh you know overall and just the level of you know awesome people that i've met so far just by doing this podcast has been you know just man it's, it's been a, a blessing and amazing all in one <clears throat> that's so great to hear and you know i think there's value you know we can all you know go on itunes and you can listen to you know the jean jocks and the you know and all the big names talk but i think it's it's another level when you just listen to real world guys tell their story and what it did for them you know and everybody can relate to to you know authenticity you know like everybody just say hey, that the guy next door did this you know i mean I, if he did it i can do it i mean guys look at me hey I'm, I was 46 years old when I started and, um, you know, down 30 pounds, you know, in some of the best shape of my life, my marriage has gotten better. Every part of my life has benefited from this, you know, yeah. my mental health, physical health, you know, I, I just can't imagine anything else that would have returned the rewards this did. So I, I love hearing people stories about winning with jujitsu. Yeah, man, um, and I'm very grace, graceful. I mean, gracious for you coming on and sharing your story as well. And definitely gonna, you know, stay in touch with you, man, because I did watch your match; it was pretty awesome. And you know, I would love to watch you, you know, watch your jujitsu journey and watch you growing, man. Love to have you back to talk about it some more. I, it was a true pleasure, Lamar, and, and uh, you know, I love what you're doing. Like I said, and I'll be at the Jiu-Jitsu World League in February, and then I'm gonna make a round to Pans in uh orlando in march and we've also got uh plans to go to vegas in august you know for the world masters so so i'll be around and uh you know if anybody wants to hit me up on instagram it's uh real ron f 74 you know real easy to find and you know if uh anybody wants to reach out and talk some more jiu-jitsu i'm always up for that too so uh thank you again my friend i will stay in touch for sure Yes, sir. And that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my guest, Ron, uh, for coming on the show. I really hope you enjoyed the tales and some of our experiences. Please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This have been talk. This has been Talk Your Jits podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.